Gabriel Kidd has called out the four pillars of AEW, whilst Will Ospreay calls out John Moxley. TNT Extreme versus GCW will come early at Thrill Kill as Clint Marguerite and Alex Colon do battle. Fight Nation Wrestling's strong show is, has been postponed from Thursday the 24th to Sunday the 13th of March, as all shows will now be on Sunday dates. Candy Floss is no longer under WWE contract, and Hannah Taylor has been forced to step back from wrestling uh, due to injury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TM Tights, a Great British Wrestling podcast for Great British Wrestling. As featured on Bodyslam.net, brought to you by Powerful TV. I am your host, the Great British Attacker, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy Tumos, and I am joined as always by the co-host. He is Big Daddy Dan, Daniel Allen, just Dan for short. Hello, Andy. How you doing, mate? Oh, very, very well. Very tired, very sore, very achy after a very long weekend. It was a long weekend because we went to a show together and we went all across the UK. You went from coast to coast. I went from south to north and we made our way to the LWF. Indeed, and we'll be speaking on that in just a minute. Of course, we've got a huge show with no less than 12 amazing promotions you can go see this weekend. Fantastic shows Friday, Saturday and Sunday throughout next weekend. Uh, We've got loads of British wrestling news, European wrestling news, and, of course, the, as always, the reviews, uh, including LWF, we'll just mention them, uh, NXT UK, IC, no, no ICW this weekend, but this we did watch TNT Extreme's DOA and Body Slam Pro Wrestling's Anarchy in the DK. Right, Dan, I'll let you open up the show. Tell us about W, you, tell them where we were. We were at the Lancashire Wrestling Federation for the Lancashire Riot. This was a big show um, that they have every year. And this time we were going to have a 15-woman battle royal to decide the inaugural LWF Women's Champion. And it was great fun. We were treated so, so well. Everyone was lovely up there. And we got to see some excellent wrestling. There was approximately 240 people in attendance. It was a great mix of families, couples out on date night, kids having an absolutely great time. And as ever, at an independent British wrestling show, the raffle was selling really well. Indeed. You had, the, as you said, the inaugural women's champion uh, being crowned. You had a number one contenders match, that huge eight-man tag match. And just a lot, a lot of fun and a huge American debut. Oh, yes. Um, we started off with a two out of three falls match with Lachlan Sharp versus Stephen Cross. Um, didn't know a lot about Stephen Cross. Was impressed with him. Um, good look. Really good um, wrestling. Lachlan Sharp, absolutely brilliant. Um, really, really over with the fans. Um, it was a good two out of three falls match. Yeah, absolutely. Can't qualm them anything. Nice, quick fall. Uh, got it straight over, so like one and ready to go. Uh, then they drew out the next two falls over. Uh, great submission and great win. And as you say, Lachlan Sharp, supremely over uh, Stephen Cross. I think they're both trained down at the Future Shock Academy. Uh, but yeah, what a great way to start the show. We then had a, a bit of a fun match, a bit of a show. We had 
Mr. B, a masked wrestler versus Bellatus. He is a gigantic man, at least six foot four, weighing in a massive amount. He is a big boy and he was able to throw around his um, smaller op opponent. Yes, very much looked like a, a young Walter back in the day with the baby face, yet this huge, uh, massive frame that he does uh, carry around. Uh, I do like the Iron Claw choke slam variation uh, that uh, the Great Okan uses as well. Uh, he did not take it easy on Mr. Bean. No, Mr. he did Bean. not. Sorry, not Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. B may as well have been Mr. Bean because he was um, flattened by the end of it. There were five face choke slams. It, it was it was a big repetitive hit on poor Mr. B. Indeed. Uh, what was next? The Lancashire Wrecking Crew with the Merseyside Mercenary Squad versus the Models and Synergy. This was a lot of men in the ring. Mm, yes. Uh, this is one of the matches I was certainly most looking forward to seeing. Uh, there were a lot of big-name value in there. Uh, guys like the Models, Joey Hayes and uh, Danny Hope. And then, of course, on the other side, partner room Synergy, who are really breaking out, uh, out, out there at the moment. Huge guys. Big, big, powerful guys, and uh, they're, they're not long. Cameron Solas uh, was another guy who I was looking forward to seeing. Dave Getsky, Scott Oberman, and Chris Stone. I was just looking forward to this match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, really enjoyed seeing um, Cameron Solas for the first time. I thought he was brilliant. Um, was really impressed by Getsky. Um, didn't know much about him. Really impressed by the quality of his work. Um, I was also very impressed... By the referee in this match, Mr. James Greenwood, who um, kept control very, very well, which did include having to stand on the top rope and berate all of the wrestlers at one point. I thought he did fantastically in this. Yeah, that was an excellent ref spot and uh, a good ref spot because it made Greenwood look strong as, you know, he is the authoritative figure in referee in, in the North uh, West scene. So certainly made him look like he had the authority. And he uh, he deserves that. Uh, Overman, I, he didn't really get much to, time to shine in this type of match. He's like Randy Orton. He's somebody who it's very a slow, methodical style. So when you're in there with so many people, it's very difficult to get that type of style over, I don't think. It's a great match, and it would definitely be worth one to, um, to catch up on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, we then had our interval. Um, Simon Hill was the ring announcer um, announcing our intervals, announcing us as well. He gave us a shout out, which was very, very kind. Um, one thing that I noticed, we were sat at a table um, with the merch and there was a, a lovely young lady. She must have been about eight or nine who had a poster for her favourite wrestler for Tonga. Um, and she came over and Tonga signed it for her and gave her an eight by 10. And she was just, it was a really lovely thing. And even though Tonga's a heel there, she was so popular, even though she is <laughs> definitely a heel, which we will get on to. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the very family friendly. So even when it's, it's 
it's still there. <laughs> we then had our number one contenders match, which may well be the match of the night. Um, Nick Cutter from the um, Wrecking Crew versus Ethan Steen versus Sonna Derson. And wow, this was incredibly fast paced, wonderfully technical, high flying. Didn't know much about Aiton Steen going into this, but definitely have come out a fan. And you need to have a look at his merch because he has an excellent Aiton Steen T-shirt. Really good one. Match of the night, match of the week. That was an incredible uh, match. Uh, three fantastic stars. Son of Durson, supremely over. Fantastic wrestler. Aiton uh, Steen again. Massively over with that uh, local LWF community. Uh, and then on the other side, Nick Carter, absolutely despised by that <laughs> LWF community after he turned his back on them. Uh, so there was really lots to go with this on this. And uh, yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. If, if this had been a hardcore wrestling crowd, less of a family crowd, it would have been so many different chants you know the, this is awesome it was just brilliant yeah it was uh Aiton also did an absolutely stunning fisherman suplex halfway through the match it was just i, I it stood out to me it was just so well done um yeah, he also had a nasty black eye in the match <laughs> yes he did he got caught he got caught a nasty one on that um but it was really good and afterwards um when it was decided who the number one contender was there was a video package announcing that the number one contender will be teaming with Reynaldo, the champion, um, at the next show. Indeed, it should be a good show. Yeah. Uh, Nate Reese then did his open challenge, and it was answered by well, the well, American. It, is, it was a self well, not a self it was an enforced open challenge. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't happy about having to go out there and open the challenge, but apparently he was being made to do this by the management and that he was just doing his job like every uh, other time he's out there. Yeah, well, this time he, he got um, he got a big surprise for a big man. Big, big boy, Franco Varga. Yeah. Puerto Rican superstar, the international superstar. Yeah, he's even bigger in person. <laughs> he is. He is a big boy and... Uh, I, I know this isn't necessarily what he necessarily wants to say, but a lovely guy as well. Um, really, really nice. He hit some huge moves. He hit power bombs, sit out brain busters, he hit cannonballs. He was throwing um, Reese everywhere. And um, yeah, he, he really did do some big, big moves. Yeah, the deadlift uh, Falcon Arrow at one point, that was phenomenal. And yeah, the... Uh... Twisting Uranagi, the spinning rock bottom, if you like. Uh, absolutely blasted poor Nate Reese, who got himself disqualified uh, to, to try and save face, but was then thrown back into the ring by the man he expected to answer the challenge in Bob Costum. But it was Franco Varga who answered the challenge and Costum, well, Costum just made sure that Nate Reese didn't get far. And as we are talking, we have just had a text from Franco Barga. Oh, good. So, Alfred. Exciting news coming soon. Right, uh, we then... Very impressed. Yeah, definitely very impressed. We then had our main event, which was the Lancashire Riot. This was a 15-woman over-the-top rope um, battle royal with the final two women going for a no-disqualification um, match at the end. 
They came out in this order. Gia Adams was first. Lily White was second. She was eliminated by... In fact, I'm not going to go through who eliminated who. I'll leave that for you to watch on the show. Gia Adams was first. Lily White second. Leah Raven third. Stacey Rose fourth. Natalie Skykes fifth. Lucy Skye came in sixth. Kelly Van Ness in seventh. Tonga in eighth. Rio in ninth. Helena Razor at tenth. Lana Austin at 11, Millie Marty at 12, Jenny B at 13, Katie Hawkins at 14, Aurora Tevers was our number 15. Now, I don't want to give this away. I want people to watch this on Power 4 TV. But there were some absolutely brilliant moves. There was a debut. There was just some great, great action here um, from women all across the board. It was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, your hand tying because obviously one of the big points of this is going to be. So I, I feel like I can't, we can't pra- praise without actually deconstructing some of the match. Uh, but uh, it was really, really good. Uh, Rumbles are notorious spot festers. They're also notorious for spot botches. Uh, this one didn't. I don't think I spotted any. Uh, at all during the entire match, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so uh, definitely should be super proud of themselves. Uh, there are so many. Uh, Leia Raven it was super impressive when she entered the uh, ring. First time I'd ever seen her in action, live or on TV or anywhere. Just, some, uh, just absolutely, I thought she did a really good, great job uh, getting herself over. Mini Razor, Helen... It was it was just a great show. It, was it really match. was, really, really was. Um, it was a great mix of up and coming local talent, um, national talent, and it was just brilliant. Get out of your way to watch this as soon as it comes on Powerful TV, which it will be on Powerful TV in due course. And of course, if you want to check out everything else that is on Powerful TV, you can do that for one month entirely free. If you sign up using the promotional code TPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, and as I say, this will get you one free month. You can check out all the amazing promotions, Catch Pro Wrestling, uh, Fight Nation Wrestling, TNT Extreme and Ignition, Triumph Pro Wrestling, uh, Lancashire Wrestling Federation we just mentioned, WrestleWine, and so many others. It is a great way to support both British wrestling and us. Definitely go out of your way using the code T-E-A-P-O-D. Shall we get on with the rest of the news? Yeah. Gabriel Kidd has called out the four pillars of AEW. Is that one at a time or um, no, he just go called, for them all at once? He, he just called <laughs> them all out. He, uh, he absolutely uh, eviscerated both them and... Uh, another group i'll get into that in just a minute because uh, i think he was a little mistaken about who was actually in the four pillars uh, so this <laughs> came uh, off the back of an appearance he did on the rest things podcast uh which is a london-based group of uh wrestling fans typically go to a lot of rev uk shows uh so they recently had gabriel kid on their show and he was talking lots of things one of which was his irritation of the four pillars of AEW. 
Now, his major gripe with this is uh, now, if you don't know your Japanese wrestling, uh, now the four pillars were originally a group of people who were involved with all Japan. Uh, that is uh, Kira Tawe, Kenta Kabashi, Toshiaki Kawada, and Mitsuhara Misahawa. Sorry. Butcher translations. I'm very tired today. Uh, <laughs> they are, you know, four of the top wrestlers to ever, ever wrestle, not just Japan, worldwide. These are the four, you know. Uh, so he takes umbrage with them using the term pillar. Now, of course, AEW called these group of four wrestlers who are Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Well, you say that. MJF is no longer one of the four pillars. He has been replaced by Dr. Britt Baker. Just because CM Punk says it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, I think <laughs> she's worthy of it. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think it was AEW that called them the four pillars to start with. I think it was a fan thing that then Cody jumped on and then they moved on with it. But... Um, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. If you're going to call out four amazing wrestlers and get yourself on TV, call out four amazing wrestlers and get yourself on TV. I would be very happy to see Gabriel Kidd against any of those four. Five. Yes. Well, five, yeah. Uh, so, in his words, yeah, that basically he thinks that. Now, he actually mistakenly thought that apparently Lee Moriarty and... Uh, Dante Martin? And you've got Daniel Garcia were apparently part of this, but no, they're apparently a group of people called the Four Killers of AEW, uh, and that includes uh, Kevin Blackwood and Wheeler Utah, and I think they've been called this because of their technical ability. Either way, uh, he then decided, well, it doesn't matter uh, any, it applies to all four of them, uh, put those four people in the world against himself, uh, Clark Connors, Alex Cochran, or Carl Fredericks, which are the original four LA graduate, uh, LA dojo students. Uh, I know who my money would be on now if you know this. Uh, different styles, different people. Uh, I'd be interested to see it. Uh, they would be semi good. They would be crushed. You've seen Alex Cochran in action. You've seen the size of that young man. You've seen the size of Gabriel Kidd. Uh, and and you've seen the speed and the technical I, ability I, of I, Sammy Guevara. I, I, I would put the uh, four NJPW strong guys, the LA Dojo guys, easily beating them four on one. Honest to God, uh, all four of them against just one of the N NJPW strong graduates. I know if we're going to talk about who's most popular, yes, yeah, the AEW stars. Who's going to say the most over? It's going to be the AEW stars. Who are the better wrestlers? Every single one of the NJPW strong members. In fact, they, they get called the four pillars a lot, but I only see one true future person who could really main event the biggest wrestling show in wrestling, whether it be an AEW, a WWE, or an NJPW one. And that's MJF. 
Yeah, but the thing is, my argument there is, out of all eight of the people, he is probably the only one that would go on to do that. And I would say that the four pillars of AEW are more likely to go on than the others, because, well, the others are fantastic wrestlers and probably better wrestlers. I will give you that. Do they have the personalities to go through? Do they have the personality to get themselves over as much? We haven't seen it yet, seen and it I look yet, forward yeah. to seeing it. Yeah, no, I, I would, uh, again, I, I would much rather watch any of the NJPW guys over any of those guys in the ring. I'm a big MJF fan. Uh, I like MJF. He's he's good. He's good in the ring. He's got a great presence. Uh, meh. Me hit or miss with Darby Allen. I really couldn't. Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Lee Murray, He's cool. Now I like Lee Murray. I, I prefer the four killers of AEW over the four pillars of AEW. I'll be I'll be honest. Wheeler Utah, Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia. I actually prefer all three of them to Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. Uh, but it would be. Uh, an interest. I would like to see some sort of maybe four on four because I know AEW and JPW. It's a work shoot thing, you know. Don't, I mean, don't I? People shouldn't buy into it too much. It's a work shoot. Now, if Daniel Bryan did his thing where he's saying he wants to bring people in, if he brought those four in as his group, now that that I could definitely get behind. The four killers of AEW. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind every single one of them joining up with a uh, Daniel Bryan-led stable. That would be a uh, phenomenal uh, little stable to work around. But while we're talking about AEW, let's talk about John Moxley. Yeah, because uh, Will Ospreay, uh, who was on fine form uh, recently at the live in London 57 show, which is now available on RPW On Demand. Uh, this was a uh, great show, but uh, he wasn't wrestling himself, but he came out to do a promotion, uh, sorry, to do a promo and to chat his shit. Oh, man, did he chat some shit. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love the value week. He called out the hypocrisy of the fans at one point who were all booing him. And then as soon as he said one other thing, they were suddenly all cheering him. And then he would get him to boo him again. And then he would get him to cheer him. He was uh, being in absolute fine form, uh, talking about the different levels of wrestling. And of course, his level is apparently on another level. And at first he started talking about, obviously, Mike Woku, his last opponent. And he was like, well, he's like here. And then he was going on about a few other things, like indie scenes a little bit even further down. He mentions progress and drops them even further down. So shots fired from Will Ospreay at progress. Maybe I should have led with that as the story. Uh, but uh, he then mentioned NXT UK, at which point he put his arm underneath the ring and waved it like that uh, before coming back to John Moxley at a little above, bit above where he put Michael Oku. Uh, now, of course, uh, I believe John Moxley is going to be part of New Japan Strong Rivals. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who he is facing at that show. I'm not sure who. I know that's the reason for this. 
This is the, they're certainly looking for something to go on to New Japan Strong and not AEW. It's a match that I want to see. Um, it's two guys that I really enjoy watching who have thoroughly different styles. Uh, I think he will mix well. It'll be a good match. I'm sure it'll be uh, a great match. Would it be one of Will Osprey's best matches? Probably not, but will it be Will Ospreay having a brawl? Probably not. Although, actually, saying that, have you ever seen Will Ospreay do a death match? No. He's fucking badass. <laughs> oh, no, I'll have to look this up. I haven't actually seen a Will Ospreay death match. There's some old stuff uh, I'm sure you'll find. Uh, there's, I'm sure they've used some of the footage on that uh, Amazon Prime uh, one they did a while back, but yeah, uh, yeah, he knows he can, you know, he's he's hanged with the likes of Jimmy Havoc in matches like that in the past. So he had that great match against uh Kojima in New Japan, they had a, a no DQ match that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, he he can hang in those type of matches, TLC matches as well, of course. So, uh so while we're talking about John Moxley, let's talk about GCW because that's a promotion that John Moxley has wrestled with. It is. He's the current champion. You know, I'm so smooth say, going from one to the other like this. It's you're great. Gonna, gonna say, if you're going to mention him, you can say he's the current GCW champion. Uh, yes, he is. And uh, GCW, of course, are going to have that huge TNT Extreme versus GCW uh, at Supreme Extreme. That's going to be later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to get a little teaser of that. And that is going to be at the TNT Extreme's next show, Thrill Kill, yeah. uh, which is in March. March. It's in March, I know that much. And what we're going to get to see is the TNT Extreme Division Champion, Clint Margera, is going to clash with the GCW Ultraviolet Champion, Alex Colon, in a winner-takes-all match. This is a bit special. It is, and it will be going down on the uh, 10th of March. Uh, and it will be, as you say, at the Liverpool Fusion Club. Uh, and it should be uh, one hell of an extreme matchup. There's probably still going to be glass on the floor from um, DOA. <laughs> probably. Or just the last uh, night out in Liverpool. <laughs> Also at Thrill Kill, TNT Extreme Champion Dan Maloney will defend his championship against former Impact superstar AC Romero. That I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Yeah, uh, it's not, I mean, that's just two of uh, four international matchups because you've got Scotty Too Hardy uh, versus Gene Money with Session Moff Martino as the guest referee. Uh, and then you've got Ava White, I oh no, sorry, Ava Everett challenging Alexis Falcon for the TNT Extreme Women's Championship. Uh, so a huge international show at Thrill Kill. Uh, if you want to know more about uh, the GCW uh, ultraviolet champion Alex Colon and 
Ava Everett. Go check out the last episode which we did with Jameis as part of the GCW TNT Extreme bumper show. Yes, uh, last week, Bodyslam.net editor Jameis joined us and uh, gave us all the juicy bits of information. And uh, as I say, should be some great matches. Good indeed. Right, our next news story um, is a biggie. Fight Nation Wrestling have had to postpone their upcoming Strong Show, which was set for Thursday the 24th. It will now commence on Sunday the 13th of March, and all of the FNW Thursday shows are moving over to Sundays. Um, They are going to be doing their best to make sure that the shows they do, but will not be going up on the same dates as Progress or RevPro UK, which is excellent. That's good work for them. Um, There have been some changes to the scheduled strong show on the 13th of March, though we will still have the Dead Sad Boys defending their tag titles against the NIC. Mad Kurt will still defend his Z-Force championship against Nico Angelo. Martin Kirby versus Luke Jacobs will still be going ahead as planned, but Danny Black will now defend his FNW British Heavyweight Championship against Dean Allmark instead of Mark Haskins. And announced today... Man Like Doris is going to be taking on Callum Newman. I am really looking forward to that one. Yeah, because uh, Man Like Doris was supposed to be uh, facing Von Vertigo. Uh, and so Von Vertigo can no longer be part of the new date. And Callum Newman has been brought in. Uh, should be an absolute banging match. Come on, Newman and uh, Doris. The whole place is going to be on fire. Uh <laughs> Mad Kurt Nico Angelo is still going to be a great match. Uh, interesting change uh, with regards to the heavyweight championship. Uh, Danny Black, of course, uh, very much looking forward to getting in the ring with one of the stalwarts of British wrestling and being it for a British heavyweight title. It just means even more to him. Indeed. Let's see how Dino does against um, Danny Black. Indeed. Uh, on to the next part. Uh, Candy Floss is no longer under WWE contract. No, she is not. Um, Candy Floss, unfortunately, had been going through some stuff. Um, she lost her mother just before she was taken on by WWE. And she had been suffering from various issues um, while she was there. And her contract has now come up and she has not re-signed. So, Candy Floss, we hope you're doing well and we hope to see you soon on the British Independent scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, she certainly does not see this as the end of her journey in the statement that she did release. She did mention that she uh, is hoping to still look to eventually get back into the ring. Uh, she hasn't competed since 2019, uh, which is, is a long, long time. Uh, as you say, she has been suffering from both P- uh, PTSD and mental health issues linked to the passing of her mother. Uh, she also had issues last summer uh, with her relationship being brought into question with Spike Trevay, uh, which did not help in at all. In fact, it compounded those issues. Uh, that was a statement that she released last uh, summer, uh, six months on, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, she, uh, they chose not to renew her contract uh, when it 
uh, expired in December. She's not the only contract that was uh, allowed to lapse and run. Uh, but she did make sure to point out the fact that WWE had been fantastic uh, throughout the entire contract run uh, because, as I say, despite, yeah, she literally got signed and then everything just kind of went a bit wrong for her and uh, that is completely understandable and WWE did support her for over a year and a half, so uh, they should be commended for doing so as well and yeah just hopefully we'll see uh, Candy Floss back on the scene at some point indeed somebody who we also hope to eventually see back on the scene uh, after you uh, uh, Hannah Taylor has been forced to step back from wrestling uh, following on because uh, uh, she had been struggling through fearsome fear headaches. It turned out she had recently suffered a stroke that had been caused by a blood clot uh, that had been from a traumatic head injury that had gone unnoticed, eventually causing the stroke. And uh, yeah, so she's now being uh, obviously medically advised that she needs to step back from wrestling uh, and uh, a minimum of around 12 months and we're talking a minimum of around 12 months although she is yes she is a young and healthy uh, woman uh, and she is uh, very well conditioned so does help in these circumstances but unfortunately it's still going to be a very very long road ahead it's Mike. It's really. It's always devastating. But when you think about the fact that uh, she literally uh, left her last job and was beginning to pursue wrestling full time as a full time gig, very just unfortunate and bad timing. Uh, she had American dates coming up. We mentioned them on the last show that she was going to be over there with Mariah as part of a Comic Con fest. And uh, somebody I'd only just started to begin to realize wow, an incredible young performer. And this isn't the end of her performances. She will be heading back, she says, and she has put a really good um, statement out on Twitter. I do recommend that people read it and hear it from her own voice um, exactly what's going on. Have a look at Hannah Taylor's Twitter. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow her recovery. And we wish her the absolute best and look forward to seeing her come back as and when she feels that she is ready to do so. Indeed. Let's move on to some happier talks and let's talk about some wrestling that happened in the last week. Uh, let's kick things off with the NXT UK recap. <coughs> I will now go over to my notes and open my NXT recap. We started off with Amel versus Nina Samuels. Um, I enjoyed this match. It was a good match. Um, it was a good Nina Samuels match. I like her stuff. Um, the more I see Nina Samuels wrestle, the more I enjoy it. Amel is on a tear at the moment. There's no two ways about that. Um, and this, I think, really builds up Amel for another title shot. Yeah, definitely. Amel's uh, going to be right up there. She, I think she still has to go through Ginny first 
she's mm-hmm. gonna have to avenge that loss before we uh we can move her into the title scene again but uh i'm sure that will come and uh viva the french and we saw somebody steal the heritage cup Ooh. We then had a video package um, showing Satamora and Davenport's um, feud and Davenport's injury. And there is no update yet on when Blair Davenport will be back after that ankle injury in the Japanese street fight. Smith and Carter then bumped into Mustache Mountain backstage. They were very respectful of each other while still getting a little bit leery. Um, Smith and Carter feel that they are the best tag team in NXT at the moment. Mustache Mountain say they are the best tag team NXT you've ever had. They're probably right. Um, well, they're pretty deadly. Are pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you're forgetting about pretty deadly and the grizzled young veterans. It's quite easy to forget about the grizzled young veterans because they came and went so quickly. <laughs> we then had the Supernova sessions. I was worried about the Supernova sessions. I'll be honest with you. However, this was the best Supernova sessions we've had so far. Um, Gallus took over and much as I've not been enjoying Gallus recently they did a much better job of running the talk show than Noam Dar does um, yeah this was quite enjoyable actually it was it, it was well done even though there was a certain Irish wanker in the room um, it seems that we're going to be leading up to Gallus versus um, Shah Devlin and Noam um, we shall see how that goes. All in all, this was actually an enjoyable segment. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, kind of, I'd be happy with sort of like any of the matches that you can kind of get out of that. Uh, Devlin and Coffee, Wolfgang and Shaw and Mark Coffee, and uh, yeah, just interesting where you can go with it. Uh, We then had a Mastiff and Stars mess. Um, Jack was complaining that he didn't get tagged in and he wants to be like Mastiff and he wants to wear Mastiff's jacket. He wants to dress just like his his, his big daddy Mastiff. Mm. Um, They just shouldn't be cutting promos. Let them wrestle. They're good at wrestling. Well, well, I, I think he's looking at the smoking aces and going, you know what, when smoking aces got matching jackets they became the progress jack team champions so that's what they so that's what he's thinking he's thinking what we need are some matching bomber jackets so we can become nxt uk tag team champions maybe that's what it is but keep them away from the microphones kenny williams doesn't need to be kept away from a microphone though he cut a blinding promo about being scared of thunderstorms um I enjoyed this. I think Kenny Williams is great. I know you're not quite as keen, but I, I did enjoy this promo. We then had Saxon Huxley versus A-Kid. Um, Huxley looked great. He really did. Um, A-Kid, A-Kid actually did a little bit of heelish wrestling during this. Did you think that, or was that just me? Yeah, I think that was just you. I did okay. like... Uh... The, 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 the skip that happened just beforehand. Uh, I, I like that, where it's almost like Huxley can be saved. No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> the top rope tilt world DDT um, that A Kid hit was 
pretty damn awesome. <laughs> yes, the springboard flip in DDT and the flying super kick. Flippy, swirly, hitty thing. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Jordan Devlin was then taken out backstage by Wolfgang. Sorry, Wolfgang was then taken out backstage by Jordan Devlin. He was. Yeah. So that looks like the first match we'll have out of there. One simple, one simple chair shot is, is enough to take down the big bad wolf, apparently. I've seen him literally be hit with a washing machine and not go down. I know. This is, this is why I don't like it. <laughs> literally with a washing machine. That was an amazing match. Good <laughs> housekeeping at ICW. Watch that match. Uh, we then had Nathan Fraser versus Tierman. And I got called away and didn't get to watch it. So over to you, Andy. <laughs> Nathan Fraser vs. Tierramp was a really, really good match. What do you expect? Two fantastic young competitors. Uh, some really, really fun spots. Uh, one where Tierramp goes to whip Nathan Fraser into barricade, but he manages to jump up onto it and then backflip back over it into a moonsault. Oh, I love a bad uh, yeah, uh, and there was just a lot of very interesting work uh, interplay between all the parties because, of course, it was defamiliar. So they were ringside, Nathan Fraser, uh, sorry, uh, Rohan Raja and Charlie Dempsey. Uh, but it was Fraser who came away with a win. Hmm. I will make a point of watching this match. I just literally got called away and I haven't had a chance to get back to it yet. Um, overall, from the bits that I saw, and I'm going to assume the last match was just as good, if not better, uh, I'm going to give this a three sugar rating. Yeah, three sugars in my cup of tea. I can't see it. I don't think it deserves any more than that. No, I think it was better than average, so it's better than a two and a half. So, yeah. Why not? Uh, well, I watch RevPro UK's uh, Live in London 58. It was on where Will Ospreay gave that incredible, incredible promo. Uh, but it kicked off the show with Sunshine Machine, Chuck Rambo and TK Cooper versus Dan McGee and Mad Kurt. What can I say about this? It was interesting. Uh, typical Sunshine Machine uh, match. Lots and lots of uh, double team moves. Mad Kurt being his usual Mad Kurtness. Uh, Dan McGee playing the foil to Mad Kurt. And Sunshine Machine came away with the win. Afterwards, they, uh, Sunshine Machine were like Dan McGee. You know... Dump Mad Kurt, take yourself seriously, and maybe you too can be like us. And once you take yourself seriously, become champions. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sunshine Machine taking themselves seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because let's not forget, though, before they were, uh, when they when they revamped this escape in the mid-card, they were a bit more serious than the overall Sunshine Machine that they've turned into. But I think that was the point they were basically making. Uh, Alex Cochran then took on Joshua James of the Contenders. Uh, if you haven't seen Joshua James, he is a big, 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 big man. 
uh, with big, 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 big hands. <laughs> uh, and Alex Cochran is a uh, also a big, big, big man with big, 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 big hands. And these two big men with big hands slapped each other for uh, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Alex Cochran then uh, suplexed the even bigger Joshua James around the ring before putting him in a sleeper hold and putting him to sleep. It was a good match. Uh, it really did get to show just how bloody strong Alex Coughlin is. I mean, he literally deadlifted Joshua James off the mat at one point. Oh, and he gorilla pressed him. Gorilla pressed him? Yes. Nice. Ridiculous. Uh, just, yeah, in- incredible, to be honest. Uh, so uh, definitely go out your way to watch that again. Hyan then took on Debbie Kaitel. Now, in the past, I've not always been the nicest to Debbie Kaitel. This was the best Debbie Kaitel match I've seen. Personally, there might have been other matches where she's also had other great uh, out-ins, and I'm sure she has. Uh, But this, for me, was definitely her best out-in that I've seen. Uh, She was slow. She was methodically paced. She focused on Hyann's arm. She worked that well. Hyann had some great hope spots throughout and got away with the win via a roll-up, uh, and she was super happy to do so, and Debbie Kaitel was super angry that she still lost. Uh, but overall, you know, this this has been better than I've seen before, and I thought they actually, between the two of them, really, really good match, and uh, definitely one to check out. Michael Oku then took on Callum Newman, with the uh, Cruiserweight Championship on the line. I don't really have to say, I mean, is there any point in me even telling you guys how much I like this show match? Because, I mean, you pretty much know I was going to like this match. Was it flippy? It was flippy, uh, but it was still flippy with a point. Callum Newman uh, had some good spots. Looked like he had Michael Oku beat. Maybe it looked like all the, everything that Michael Oku had been doing to himself was going to come back and that Newman was going to get the win. But unfortunately, it was not to be. And Michael Oku uh, picked up the win. And uh, yeah, really, as you can imagine, two fantastic performers. Great match. Uh, that was the end of the first half. Uh, next match, Dan Maloney versus JJ Gale. Uh, sorry, this is at the point where Will Ospreay comes out and does his promo. What I didn't mention about earlier was after he had finally finished cutting his promo, uh, out came one RKJ, uh, who basically told Will Ospreay that, you know, he can knock him out right now. He just doesn't want to because he's got another match later and uh, he's going to concentrate on that. But Will Ospreay should know that he is the number one contender and he will be coming to take his title, at which point uh, Will Ospreay acknowledged him and said, yes, you are the number one contender, probably. And uh, we shall meet again and left. And 
Then we got Dan Maloney versus J.J. Gale. Uh, J.J. Gale tried to attack Dan Maloney before the match had even got going. Uh, He must have thought that this was the only way he was possibly going to stand a chance. Uh, He was probably right because once the match got going, (laughs) uh, Maloney just crushed him in several ways with clotheslines and chops and eventually the drill up in JJ Gale away. Easy victory. Then it was Gabriel Kidd versus RKJ, Ricky Knight Jr. Two great strikers there. Yeah, uh, and they battered the crap out of each other outside the ring for most of it. They finally got back in the ring where they proceeded to batter the crap out of each other some more. And after they finally done uh, got done, where you thought they were finally done beating the crap out of each other, well, they just kept on beating the crap out of each other. That was until Gabriel Kidd hit two clotheslines, two huge clotheslines, the bull's line, that turned Ricky Knight Jr. inside out. Uh, hit it first time, but RKJ kicks out. Hits it again. RKJ did not kick out this time. Gabriel Kidd came away with a win. Huge, huge win. Huge, uh, fantastic match. Uh, but as you can probably tell from what I just said a minute ago about JJ, well... That's to come. So, up next was Aussie Open versus Shota Umino and Yoda Suji. And this just turned into a match of one great tag team uh, fighting two great singles guys who obviously don't tag together. Uh, So, both Shota and Yota would spend long periods in in the ring without tagging the other one and Aussie Open would control the match and then they would tag out, there'd be a little flurry and then they would get beaten down for a long time and and eventually Aussie Open came away with the win Uh, it was a good match after which uh, Will Ospreay came out to uh, congratulate with his United Empire teammates Aussie Open and well Gabriel Gig came out and Gabriel Kidd basically said <clears throat> that since I beat RKJ, doesn't that make me the number one contender? And uh, to which point Aussie Open tried to get themselves involved and uh, came out with it. Whereas this week, well, next week, or literally happened last night, uh, Gabriel Kidd will take on Carl Fletcher at Life in Southampton. And uh, we'll probably see Will Ospreay and Gabriel Kidd fight for the Repro UK Championship. I'm guessing probably on a New Japan Strong show. I think that's where we'll probably see that. Overall, this was a solid show. Uh, This wasn't, you know, this is one of their more weekly type of show. This wasn't one of their big shows, big special shows. But this was still really great matches throughout. And if I was going to give it, I'm going to, I'll give it three and a half sugars. Okay, well done. 
TNT Extreme DOA, Dead or Arrival. This was an extreme deathmatch show, um, which is why I watched it. <laughs> not, not your kind of thing, Andy. Um, no. no. Yeah, unfortunately not. As much as I love TNT Extreme and uh, a lot of performers in TNT Extreme, I am not a deathmatch fan. There was some excellent commentary during this. Um, there were some brilliant one-liners throughout. Um, my favourite was probably in the opening match, which was Rory Coyle versus Clint Margera in a straight-up death match for the championship, um, which was the referee is about as useful as traffic lights in Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started off with a standard death match. Um, there, there were jump leads to each other's cheeks. Uh, there were kendo sticks. There was a curling bat in barbed wire, a VHS recorder. Um, there was stapling posters to cheeks. Oh, so this was the Extreme Division Championship match on the card. Yes. Yeah. That's how we started. Um, And in the end, Clint Margera hit a Death Valley driver onto a pile of VHS tapes to retain his championship. There we go. We then have our first match in the tournament, uh, which was Session Moth Martina versus Lou Nixon in a barbed wire and tables match. Um, where the top rope on one side of the ring was wrapped in barbed wire as opposed to all of the ropes being wrapped in barbed wire. So you could still do moves across the ring without hitting the barbed wire strands. Um, Started off in typical session moth style, sitting down and having a beer. Slug, 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 slug. Um, It was fun. Martina got cut to ribbons in this. She was bleeding like stone cold at WrestleMania 13. It was... It, it was a proper crimson mask. Um, in the end, a table covered in barbed wire was brought out and Martina was powerbombed through it. Lou Nixon um, was our winner of that match. Big F in Joe then took on Cameron Solas in a home run derby match. Now, Cameron Solas is the um, current champion of TNT. Help. Well, sorry. No. sorry. Uh, Cameron Solas is currently the champion of Ignition. Ignition. Thank yeah. you. Um, so he isn't normally someone that you associate with death matches. He's normally with the family-friendly shows. He definitely showed that he knows how to death match in this one. Um, he was brilliant. There was a lot of light tubes. There was a club made of water bottles wrapped in monster cans. Um, there was a light tube, light tube wrapped cricket bat. Um, that was used and Cameron Solas actually hit a lot of moves during this he did a lot of wrestling um, up until he got hit in the head with a toothpick covered pool noodle Um, he got uh, Big F and Joe got fans to hold the light tubes for um, Cameron Solas to be thrown through and it looked like Solas was about to win but then JJ Webb came out who is the number one contender for the Ignition Championship and interfered causing the win for Big F and Joe H.T. Drake versus Aspen Faith in a chairs and drawing pins match was next. Um, There was a lot of clean wrestling to start. H.T. Drake showing that he really can wrestle. Um, Fantastic wrestler. Uh, There was a nice new thing that I hadn't seen before. A Nerf gun with drawing pins on the end of the Nerf gun things shot into legs. That was different. (laughs) Not seen that before. Um, There was a lot of good wrestling through this. H.T. Drake hit the Van Daminator and the Van Terminator, um, 
really great to see that. Because if you're going to do a chairs match, you might as well take from the best. And Rob Van Dam really is. Um, in the end, Aspen Faith bought out a chair covered in beer cans that had been cut in half. So nice spiky beer cans, uh, which he got slammed through and then hit over the head with. Um, and Aspen Faith went through. Uh, Clint Margera then entered the tournament um, because there was a space because unfortunately certain people weren't able to attend. He took on Alton Thorne in a fans bring the weapons match. TNT Extreme, your fans are very, very um, twisted. Should we go with twisted? Twisted. Twisted. They came up with some great weapons. Um, these included, but were not exclusively to, um, vinyl records, cheese graters, a squash racket with um, sharp spikes put in between all of the spikes, uh, all of the squash bits. Uh, we had a pineapple. Um, we had an inflatable banana, uh, a boxing glove covered in Lego, kebab sticks. Clint Margera took a lightsaber to the dick. Um, a bag of stinging nettles and holly leaves was then pulled out, uh, which was new. Uh, I'd not seen stinging nettles used in a death match before. Um, and in the end, there was a DDT onto a chair and Kemp Margera continued through. We then went on to Big Effing Joe versus Lunix and in a light tube and pane of glass match. Um, there was an insane amount of light tubes used. I, I don't think there's any light tubes left in Liverpool, as they mentioned during this. Um, it was a lot of broken glass. Uh, Big F and Joe's white shirt by now was pretty much pure pink. Um, I don't know if you've seen Big F and Joe wrestle before. He wrestles yeah. wearing a white shirt and white pants. Um Generally looks like he's wearing, wrestling in white wife fronts. Not that I would ever say that to his face because he is terrifying. Um, and in the end, big effing Joe put um, his opponent through the pane of glass. We then had Clint Margera versus Aspen Faith in a Taipei death match. Um, as opposed to the glued hands, they had double-sided tape and the glass from light tubes over their hands. Um, a lot of other light tubes were used. Um, loads of the broken glass was emptied into the ring and Clint Margera hit a huge falcon arrow on Aspen Faith um, to get the win, which took us to our final. Clint Margera versus Big F in Joe in an all-out, anything-goes death match. I, uh, wow. Um, it was phenomenal. There were stories being told with the violence. Uh, there were light tubes being broken here, there and everywhere. Great move where Big F and Joe had Clint Margera and a half Boston crab and smashed the light tubes over his knee. Um, different thing, not seen that done before. Huge amounts of salt poured over both of them as well, halfway through. Um, in the end, Clint smashed eight light tubes over Joe's head with a chair. Um, Deathmatch wrestling in the UK is going well. And after that chair shot, he delivered a Death Valley driver. Clint Margera wins the trophy. Um, as it was said, Deathmatch wrestling in the UK is fucking awesome right now. This is what um, was said by Clint Margera. If you don't like it, that's fine. But respect those that do. Yeah. Overall, I would give this 
now, when I saw the women's deathmatch tournament, I think I gave that a four and a half, didn't I? If I remember correctly. I'm going to say that I'm going to give this a four. Um, it was good. Um, there wasn't quite the variety. There was a lot of light tubes used in a lot of matches, but the effort that all the guys and girls put in, absolutely brilliant. Definitely a four sugar show. Yeah, when you consider uh, the amount of changes that had to be made to the show as well last minute, uh, you can definitely, and as you say, yeah, if you don't like deathmatch wrestling, you don't have to watch it. You can do it like I do, but you should still respect the people who perform in it. And if you do like, like do. <laughs> if you do like deathmatch wrestling, you can watch it on Power Four TV, and you can watch it for free for a month using our code T Pod T E A P O D, and do go out of your way to watch it if you like deathmatch wrestling, or if you want to see what deathmatch wrestling in the UK has progressed to. Indeed. Uh, well, something I watched or decided to treat myself to when I came home, absolutely shattered from my long ass journey yesterday, uh, <laughs> was I noticed on WXW Now uh, they had Body Slam Pro Wrestling's Anarchy in Denmark uploaded to it. And this is a show that actually dates back to, to November of last year and featured British superstar Session, Session of Martina. And Doug Williams, as well as other incredible superstars such as Francesco Akira. I do like um, Francesco Akira. Do like Francesco Akira. And he opened up the show in a match against Endakara. Uh, and it was, it was an incredible, incredible match. Francesco Akira and Endakara, uh, Swedish wrestler Endakara uh, and Italian wrestler. Francesco Akira, they absolutely blistered each other. It was phenomenal. Hell-blazing match of just pure fire. It was... I couldn't credit both of these guys enough. They are both absolute superstars and deserve every bit of recognition that they're beginning to get. And... Definitely, definitely, as you can go out. I believe you can see the show on IWTV as well. I think it was uploaded there a little while back. But, yeah, you can also check. Uh, I would recommend going back and checking this out. Uh, another match, a tag team match. Emeritus versus Doby Zane, Gabriel Faust, and Piande Tamas. Now, obviously, I don't have much frame of reference with Body Slam. I know there were a lot of different kind of story things being plugged here. Uh, it was very interesting. Good match overall. Uh, then it was Doug Williams versus Carlos Zamora. Carlos Zamora, a Danish MMA pr practitioner who's really been stepping out as a wrestler, one of the uh, golden boys of Body Slam. Hence why he is facing the British legend, the British wrestling ambassador, Mr. Doug Williams. And this was great. This was really, really great. This is exactly what you would expect from Doug Williams and Carlos Zamora uh, is 100% definitely deserving of the applauses that I've been hearing from the uh, people in the know in the Scandi Graps community. And definitely, Doug Williams, Carlos Mora, great match. Plus, Williams finished it with the uh, 
anarchy uh, suplex, which is always great fun to see. <laughs> uh, and then it was Seshimov Martinez's turn as she took on Alice Inc., a Swedish kickboxer uh, who's been making her way in the uh, Scandi Grouse movements as of late. She was the only female entrant in the Scandi Grouse 2021 tournament and was the winner of the Scandi Grouse 2021 tournament. Uh, and she had a great match against Sessimov Martina. You got some of Martina's antics, uh, but uh, Ink. Imagine, imagine if Alice the Black was female. Mm-hmm. That would be Alice Ink. So, cool. <laughs> you sold her to me. Can't really sell it much better than that. Uh, but uh, I mean, don't you know? Not on because Malachi Black's on another, you know, but very similar uh, work, very similar styles. And uh, yeah, I think Alyssa is definitely someone who's going to have a uh, coming out party in the next couple of years uh, as she starts to take over the world. Uh, there was a five on five Survivor Series match again. There were some storyline things. Obviously, I can't comment on too much, so I can only really go by uh, the match itself. I, I think I want, some of them weren't even teaming with the right people. Uh, but uh, you had, on one side, you had Randa's uh, Pangye uh, and Randy Party of Adonis and Xander, and they were teaming with Emeritus who was out for the second time, and Michael Fine, and some guy called Torben Lipslick, who looks like a manager of some description, uh, although he did bring out his wrestling gear. <laughs> he didn't last long. Uh, and then on the other side, you had the Easy Lovers, who are a very much an 80s rock band. <laughs> uh, American rock band inspired act, and uh, I bet they're not a shining wizard, though, are they? They're not a shining wizard, no. They 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 come and call their thing. Uh, one of them hails from just banging your mama. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then there was the Swedish elite, uh, who are a tag team of Steinbolt on and Tank. Anderson, who are a phenomenal tag team, apparently out of Sweden, one of the longest body slam tag team champions. They, yeah, that was easy to see. You could see straight away they were fantastic uh, workers, both of them. Uh, Bam Bam seems to be the big uh, member of Easy Lover. Uh, Randers. Pangye are fantastic, great tag team. Uh, Emeritus was out for a second time, showed exactly why he's one of the top stars. Very, very, very impressed by a, a Michael Fine, uh, who somebody yeah, I definitely very, very impressed with. Overall, this show was uh, really, really good. I didn't really know. Just went in, I knew some of the names and I thought I'd go into this uh, have a clear. I'd easily give it the same as I gave the uh, Ref Pro UK show, Three and a Half Sugars. Cool. Indeed. Let's get on to the incredible wrestling coming next week. 
Let's start off with Friday the 18th, Ambush Wrestling, Spring Loaded at Ely in Cambridgeshire. Sunshine Machine versus Jake O'Grady and Jack Kent. Damon Moser versus Danny Black. Evie Madden versus Laura DiMatteo. Mike Bird versus Rex Armstrong. Ava White versus Livy Grace. And Warren Banks versus Spike Trevay. Yeah, uh, great little lineup, some fantastic names there. Uh, we spoke to Danny Black when he told us about Amber. She said it's very sort of like a, a lot of the top progress stars, very family friendly uh, show. And you can see it right there Warren Banks versus Spike Trevay. That's a match I'll be looking forward to. Damon Moser, Danny Black should be a very interesting uh, match. Yeah, definitely. Black Country can Black be. <sighs> Black Country Championship Wrestling. Yes. There we go. <laughs> you guys are always so lovely to us and retweet us and everything, and we love you to pieces, and I can't even say your bloody name right. Black <laughs> Country Championship Wrestling have got a big, big show on Friday. Lee Hunter and CJ Rawlings versus the Clarkwood Brothers. RC Chaos has an open challenge. TJ Sky versus Man Like Doris versus Lucas Cashmere. Carson Bailey and Luke Basham versus Disavowed Bishop and Beaven. And Lucia Lee is going to be taking on Leah Raven, who we saw for the first time this weekend and we're very impressed with. Indeed. I do like what BCCW have been putting together down in that Birmingham Midlands region. A man like Darius making his debut for the promotion, of course, an 0121 guy. Uh, and uh, Leah Raven, I was supremely impressed uh, with what I saw at LWF. So uh, her versus Lucia Lee could be a very interesting matchup. And of course, Lee Hunter is on fire at the moment. So there should be some great, great matches. Indeed, yeah, Lee Hunter is just, uh, we, we don't want to call it a renaissance, but uh, we don't even want to call it a comeback, but he is certainly on having a great run of matches recently. Uh, on Saturday the 19th, we'll kick things off with Pro Wrestling East and uh, Out of the Ashes show, which will also be in Cambridge. Will Cruz versus Gene Money in a first round championship tournament match to crown a men's champion, along with Jordan Saeed versus Peter Nixon, also a first round championship matchup. Uh, then we have two first round matches from the women's championship tournament, and it's Kelly Van Ness uh, versus Mariah May. And Lana Austin versus Charlie Morgan. On top of that, you've got Mad Cut versus Ollie Peace, Hustle Malone versus Roy Johnson, Everett Connors and Nightshade versus Rebel Kinney and Tarkin. Tarquin. UKPW have the Blizzard Brawl in Falconwood. Danny Black, the champion, is going to be going up and defending his interregional championship against just Joe Lando. Harry Sefton and the Two Good Eggs are going to be going against Nino Bryan and the Teens with Attitude, and they are having their tag team championship on the line during this one, the Two Good Eggs. Jack Kent versus Marcus Broom. Alexander Roth versus Bullet. Sapphire Reed versus Kira Shomera. And Ava White and David Francesco are taking on Sam Powell and Will Craven. Yeah, great matches there. Danny Black, just Joe Lando, UK Inter... 
for EW into regional championships. That's going to be a banger, and you know it. Uh, the Alexander Roth versus Bullet matches for the UKPW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Kamikaze Pro Wrestling over the top eight, and they are in Digbiff. Chantel Jordan versus Alexis Falcon with the Relentless Championship uh, on the line. The Bled versus the Sunshine Machine with the Tag Team Championships on the line. Sean Custom versus Carlos Romo with the Kamikaze Pro Championship on the line. Chris Ridgway versus Man Like the Reese, no belt on the line. Elijah <laughs> versus Luke Jacobs. Hannah Taylor versus Hustle Malone. So, unfortunately, Hannah Taylor will not be against Hustle Malone. Uh, there is also the over-the-top rumble itself. Uh, Chantel Jordan, Luke Jacobs, Kamikaze Kid, Elijah, Chris Ridgway, Carlos Romo, Chuck Mumbo, TK Cooper, Luke Douglas, and Clint Margera are all... Uh, set to be part of the Rumble. There's a hell of a lot of wrestling in the southeast at the moment, including DNA Pro Wrestling. It's In Our Blood 3 from Ipswich. Forrest Hayes takes on Nathan Cruz. Corey McRae versus Adam Maxted in a battle of the dropkicks there. Heidi Katrina versus Sky Smithson. Robbie X taking on CJ Carter. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ash Draven has his open challenge. Big Effin Joe takes on Warren Banks in a battle of the big men. The Banker takes on Damien and the Lads versus BDSM. Yes, unfortunately, Robbie X will no longer be part of the show. So, unfortunately, he will not be facing CJ Carter. It at it's in our blood free. Uh, it's a big shame. I know Robbie X was, su- I mean, sorry, CJ Carter was super looking forward to that match up, uh, as well as obviously have DNA having a top star like Robbie X making his uh, first time appearance for the promotion. Uh, a lot of couple of other big names there, though, and Adam Max said, and Nathan Cruz taking on the uh, the local heroes, the Forest Hayes and Corey McRae. Yeah, there's some good matches there. Well worth going along to. WAW, a wrestling weekend, a super show in Norwich. Would you like to tell them who's on the bill, Andy? Indeed. Uh, it is PJ Knight versus Callum Newman. Uh, the WWE World Heavy, the WAW World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as Brad Slayer faces Joseph Connors. The WAW European Championship will be on the line as Aaron O'Malley takes on Drew Marshall. The WAW World Light Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as RKJ faces Jaden Dokwa, Tony Knight versus Dan Maloney, and the UK Hooligans versus Koss. Industries. Uh, Callum Newman, I believe, will be making his debut. Joseph Connors also making his debut for the WAW. Okay. Um, OTT Road to Scrapomania. Uh, Big Demo versus Charlie Sterling. Ring Technicians versus Aussie Open. Mark Haskins versus Jay. Eldro Cleary versus the OJMO. Emerson Jonah Jetta versus Alex Windsor and Debbie Keitel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Road to uh, Scrapomania. Uh, also on Saturday, SWW Combat Volume 4 in Gloucester. Big Country versus Toby Valentine. The SWW Women's Championship will be on the line as LA Taylor defends against Lizzie Evo making her debut. Nico Angelo versus 
Tiger Ali and Axel Carter versus J.D. Knight. On Sunday the 20th, SWW Combat Volume 5 in Bristol, we have Alex Carter versus Buzzsaw Bronson. The Hartson Bennett versus August Jackson. The Tag Team Championship match will feature the Smoking Aces versus the Greedy Souls. That'll be amazing. And Tyson T-Bone will be in action. It is Harrison Bennett, uh, or Man Like Beano, <laughs> uh, versus August Jackson, yes. And uh, Tyson T-Bone making his uh, debut for the uh, SWW promotion. Uh, up further north, I'll let you take it. It's ICW. It is Square Go. It is Glasgow. And it is a hell of a card. Mark Haskins is taking on Kez Evans. That is going to be absolutely brilliant. And that is, of course, for the championship. Lizzie Evo versus Molly Spartan versus Angel Hayes. Lizzie Evo has done so much to bring her name up in so few matches. Everybody loves Lizzie Evo, except everybody hates Lizzie Evo, which is why everyone loves Lizzie Evo. The 9-9 will take on the Kings of the North in a casket match. Dylan Thorne versus Daz Black. Square Go Rumble confirmed so far. Big Demo, Andy Wilde, BT Gunn, Aaron Echo, Jason Reed, Leighton Buzzard, Jack Jester, and so many more are going to take part. It is going to be brilliant, and I will look forward to watching that on the network. Indeed. Every single championship on the line, as you say, the heavyweight championship, the women's championships, the tag team championships, and the Zero G Championship. Uh, Progress Wrestling's Chapter 129, I choose, choose, choose you. And if you don't know that reference, then you're not old enough. <laughs> Electric Ballroom. Uh, Maverick Mayhew versus Callum Newman versus, versus Just Joe Lando versus Danny Black. That's going to be a fantastic four-way. We've seen it, it was- before. My match of 2021, will it be my match of 2022? Indeed. Uh, you got the women's Thunderbastard match. Kanji makes her return uh, as she'll be facing Session Moff Martina, Mercedes Blaze, Charlie Morgan making her progress return, Tonga, Sky Smithson, and Lana Austin. Well, at least we've got at least somewhat of a new name in Charlie Morgan, uh, but I'd like to have seen a a new debut. Uh, Man like Darice versus Spike Trevay. Chris Ridgway will be teaming with Luke Jacobs to take on the Sunshine Machine in a triple threat tag team match that also features Elijah and Crowley. Jonathan Gresham versus Dean Allmark that has all the markings of an absolute technical clinic. And Karen Noir will defend the Progress Championship against swerve the realist that's gonna be an absolutely fantastic show and again i am looking forward to watching that wrestle island la island de papel in birkenhead we also have coming up this is going to feature ethan kelly versus connor klein lance rivera versus cameron solas versus alice inc tommy jackson versus charlie brennan dan evans versus franco varga R.P. Davies versus Carlos Zamora and the Island Heist match with Lucy Sky, Lucia Lee, Kyle Kingsley, David Grant, Chocolate Thunder, Drill, Casey Payne, Brian Adenson, Big T, Hustle Malone, Alexis Falcon. Sorry, uh, Big T and Hustle Malone. And then we will also have Alexis Falcon versus Warren Banks. 
Indeed, the women's champion faces off against the men's champion. The Ireland heist match sounds like it's incredible. Ten competitors, uh, eliminations via painful submissions or disqualifications. When it is down to the final two, uh, they will be given the location to where the heist briefcase will be located. And then the first one who gets back into the ring with the case will be crowned the champion of the match. I have no idea how the guys at uh, and come up with the stuff that they come up with because it's just it's just such a great new spin on family fun wrestling. I reckon Sangria. <laughs> uh, I think it would probably take uh, much harder drugs to come up with some of the bad <laughs> stipulations. <laughs> we, we are not saying that the... Uh, sorry, it, it was a joke. We're not saying that the... Uh, I think they know on. that. Yeah, I think they know <laughs> it, that. it was it's just having a bit of fun. But yes, <coughs> oh, do you remember the uh, red and light match from last time? Oh, just... that was so good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on to some further roundup. Uh, let's see what's happening across the rest of the British wrestling scene in the coming weeks. Uh, Ultimate Pro Wrestling have announced the new wave on the 12th of March. That is at the Weymouth Pavilion. Uh, in action will be LA Taylor, Big Country, the Brothers or Carl Atlas, and more. Sacrifice Pro Wrestling versus Ultimate British Wrestling will clash on the 25th of February, and there will be a five on five Survivors Series elimination match. Team Sacrifice Pro Wrestling will feature Kai Payne, Roy Johnson, Mia Cortez, CJ Carter, and Kent Nelson. Team UBW will feature Truman Roswell, Adonis Payne, Percy Trailer, David Grant, and Ricky Calvert. Yeah, I saw a nice little tweet about because uh, CJ Carter could have could have been on either team, and uh, somebody tweeted out the fact that oh, thankfully it is on the Sacrifice Pro team, and it was like, well, no, Ultimate Pro just didn't want him, and it's just great back and forth on uh, on the Twitter. So go check out CJ Carter's Twitter feed for that. Uh, PCW have announced the first five opening round matches for their Road to Glory tournament, which is on the 12th and the 13th of March, respectively. Leighton Buzzard versus Vaughn Vertigo. Priscilla versus Axel Strife. Junior Benito versus Dean Allmark. Joey Hayes versus Jack Morris. Mark Wheeler versus Philip Michael. Joey Hayes, Jack Morris. That's a match I want to see. Definitely. TNT Ignition. The Ignition champion Cameron Solis will team with Roughneck to face the Mank Union, Sam Bailey and JJ Webb at Ignite the Fire on the 13th of March at the Fusion Bar in Liverpool. Also in action, Tate Mayfairs will take on Big Guns Joe, plus Chase Martini will go up against Tom Felwell. Yeah, some great matches there. Tate May first, Big Gun Joe. They have faced each other on progress. Chase Martini uh, and Tom Fell, two of my favourites from the TNT Ignition. I'm not sure I'm going to... I'm going to be rooting for Tom, I think. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe Chase. I like it. Anyway, Wrestle Carnival presents The Hunt live from Nottingham's Portland Centre on the 21st of May. The Variety Wrestling Show returns with The Hunt featuring a huge Wrestle Carnival championship match. Wrestle Carnival have also teamed with Pro Wrestling Eve so that Alex Windsor will be able to defend her Wrestle Carnival Queen of the Carnival Championships against Ivy at the Pro Wrestling Eve show on the 5th of March. And this show, this show, this match 
will be shown live and for free via YouTube on Eve On Demand. Eve, um, Pro Wrestling Eve often do it where the first half of their shows are free on YouTube. So do go onto their YouTube channel and have a look. There are some brilliant matches there. Indeed. Uh, I'm sticking with Pro Wrestling Eve. They've announced two She Won qualifying matches uh, for women behaving badly show on the 4th of March. Uh, Charlie Evans versus Riho and Charlie Morgan versus Hyann. Some quick European news now. WXW Germany have announced two huge matches as part of showcase shows on the... They've they've, they've announced two huge uh, showcase shows as part of the uh, rest, uh, the WXW 16 Carat Week, and which runs through on the 4th to the 6th of March. It is on the second day, so on the 5th of March. Uh, first of which is Ambition 13, presented by the Just Bring It podcast. Uh, the show hosts an eight-man ambition tournament. Uh, the opening matches include Shigehiro Irie versus Endakara, Icarus from the Arrows of Hungary versus James Runyon, Fuminori Abe versus Oscar, and Lawrence Roman, uh, I believe is Hungary, uh, versus Bobby. Guns. The show will also feature a next generation match between Golden Boy Santos and Peter Tihanye, plus an international super fight between Biff Busick and Fast Shane Mondo. Uh, Mudo, sorry. Uh, of course, Biff Busick used to be only Lorkin on uh, NXT. Golden Boy Santos versus Peter Tihanye as the next generation match. That would be absolutely excellent. Uh, Shigehiro Ire, he's part of the uh, WXW 16 character tournament itself, so he's going to be busy, so he's for no more happy. Uh, but the uh, second showcase during the uh, 5th of March is the International Promotion Showcase, uh, which is set to feature Passion Pro from Hungary, Smash Wrestling from Canada and Body Zoy Wrestling from Belgium, uh, who will be joining the previously announced Wrestle Carnival, Body Slam Pro Wrestling, and APC Catch from France. Uh, the APC Catch match will be Cristiano versus Ricky Salem versus Tiago Montero. From Body Zoy Wrestling is tag team action with the Rivalty versus Los. La Enfance Terribles. Uh, from Smash Pro Wrestling, you've got Vaughn Vertigo versus Psycho Mike. And then from Body Slam Pro Wrestling, you've got Alice Inc. versus Emeritus. Uh, some great matches lined up there. Have you ever seen Psycho Mike from uh, Smash Wrestling? I have not seen Psycho Mike from Smash Wrestling. Go find his match against Trent Seven. Uh, it was a progress versus smash show. It's it's very comical. 
to say the least. Uh, <laughs> Vaughan Vodico, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, phenomenal talent from Canada. Alessing, Body Slam, that's going to be great. And, uh, of course, Russell Carnival will also have Charles Crowley in action defending in the Carnival Championship against who we do not know yet. Body Slam Pro Wrestling have also announced another huge matchup for their Scandi Foundation show on the 26th of February. As previously mentioned, Canadian superstar Vaughn Vertigo will take on the Swedish sensation Alice Inc. That uh, sounds like a nominal, another phenomenal match. That Body Slam Pro Wrestling card is coming together. We'll do a full preview for it next week. Uh, next week we will be reviewing, uh, we'll be doing some uh, a little bit of a, a Scottish wrestling. You'll watch this week's ICW plus next week's ICW. Uh, I will be watching Discovery Wrestling, uh, which is free on YouTube. Uh, we'll also be checking out North Wrestling NCL, which is available right now on their Patreon. Uh, so go check that out ahead of time. See if your thoughts line up with my thoughts. I'm sure they will. I've seen the first half. It's absolutely brilliant. I just didn't get enough time to finish it today. Uh, so I look forward to talking about that next week. Anything else? Yeah, I just want to once again say thank you so much to the LWF. You made driving 515 miles well worth it. It was a great show, a great evening out. It was fascinating to be able to watch a whole show being put together from the wrestling ring going up to the merch being put out to the wrestling ring being taken down at the end to being able to chat with some of the wrestlers outside of it and also meeting uh, Tony Knox. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about it earlier. I mean, we literally got the star treatment from the guys over at LWF. As you say, Simon Mill gave us huge shout. Uh, sorry, Simon Hill gave us huge shout outs. Uh, during the opening of the show and as well as the opening of the second half. That was absolutely phenomenal. Steve was all Steve was so welcoming throughout the entire day. Uh, so many great uh, people to chat to. Tonga, uh, Rio had a great, we had a great chat about how Northwest uh, Strong should be dominating the entire scene. Uh, Franco Varga doing a nice little uh, one minute piece with us during the day. That was phenomenal. Uh, we've got some incredible interviews coming up in the next few uh, weeks. Uh, we'll also be sending out uh, messages to everyone that we did speak to this weekend because, yes, of course, we would love to have all of you guys on the show at any time, you know, uh, especially James Greenswood. We need to do an, uh, a referee card collection now. We got, the, we got the four young superstar collection. Now we need the referee uh card selection so we'll definitely have to get Greenwood on the show soon uh, Franco Varga will be joining us at some point shortly we've got PW coming uh, Tommy Kyle is another interview we've got coming up for you soon uh, and just to say thank you again to all the amazing support we've found from within the industry, fans uh, the promoters and the wrestlers it's uh been an incredible journey this first year and a half and it's going to continue to grow it's humbling it really is indeed i think with that said ladies and gentlemen it's time to call in i will be back with you next week and remember like ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between don't feed the trolls <laughs> <laughs>